G'day and welcome to Partakers and our Easter 2020 series, God is Love. Day 18, Jesus' Final Prayers, Part 1 Now Jesus Christ quite rightly turns to prayer, firstly praying for himself, then for his twelve disciples, and then finally for all disciples of all generations to follow, which is the church. This prayer, in John chapter 17, is probably the pinnacle of revelation in John's gospel. Here, we see Jesus' very words revealing an unparalleled intimacy with his Father. John Calvin said in his commentary on this chapter the following, after having preached to the disciples about bearing the cross, the Lord exhibited to them those consolations by relying on which they would be enabled to persevere. Having promised the coming of the Spirit, he raised them to a better hope and discoursed to them about the splendor and glory of his reign. Now he most properly betakes himself to prayer, for doctrine has no power if efficacy be not imparted to it from above. He, therefore, holds out an example to teachers not to employ themselves only in sowing the word, but by mingling their prayers with it to implore the assistance of God that his blessing may render their labor fruitful. In short, this passage of the Lord Jesus Christ might be said to be the seal of the preceding doctrine, both that it might be ratified in itself and that it might obtain full credit with the disciples. This scene, as portrayed by John, shows the importance of prayer and how when doing anything for the glory of God, it must, must, must be covered in prayer. So firstly, Jesus prays for himself. And central to this part of his prayer is glorification. That is the glorification of himself in order that God the Father who sent him will be glorified. Glorify is rarely used outside of church circles today. And if it ever is, it is usually in the context of somebody pretending to be better than they really are. Glorify means, in a biblical context, to have the person's true nature disclosed. So in effect, Jesus is saying in John chapter 17 verse 1, May people see me for who I truly am, your son, and may they also through me see your true nature, Father. Praying as he does, just before he knowingly goes to his death on the cross, shows the importance of the cross. For it is through the cross and that both God the Father and Jesus, his Son, will be glorified. Jesus' death on the cross reveals a God of love, faithfulness and forgiveness. And John chapter 17 verse 4 reveals that it was this purpose that he came in order to complete the work given. Jesus' entire earthly life has been one to show divine love to all people of every age and class. All his works and words were completed without even a hint of hypocrisy. 
His entire life was driven by the desire to see sinful people turn back to God for reconciliation and forgiveness. At the cross, and only through the cross, this is achieved. Jesus confidently prays that having laid aside his glory by taking on human form, he will return to God's right hand, having achieved the work of redemption through the cross. The theme of eternal life runs throughout John's Gospel, John chapter 3, 15 to 16, and John 10, verse 28, for example. And do you know what eternal life is? Eternal life is knowing God personally and intimately, and that is only achieved by faith through Jesus' death on the cross. It is a free offer, and it is open to all people of all ages and of all time and of all classes. It is the responsibility of all people to take up the offer. Once the offer is taken up, the responsibility is then to tell others of this offer. Thanks for joining us on Partakers. Come back again tomorrow to www.partakers.co.uk for the next in our series, God is Love, where we are seeing together the events of Easter. There is also our Easter book, Easter Essentials, available on Amazon or www.pulptheology.com, where we explore the events of Easter and discuss why it matters for us today in the 21st century. See you later.